0: Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no back checks, no patent down She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds Oh Betty in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling There's no doubt B-b-b- Betty in the chest. She's weird and wonderful. Oh Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high-heel shoes. Got her wings on too, you
1: Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty. I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have a lot of stories about airplane pranksters, oils, confusion, dogs, bats, sumo wrestlers, monks and danger. Let's get on with the show. We used to, you know, we don't really do play pranks anymore, but there was a time when somebody was new. We had some fun with them.
2: Yes, yes, we did. Uh, my Two of my favorite ones. The first one, a uh, new first officer on, uh, it was a DC-9. Okay, yeah. And we didn't have a lot of those back then. This is 30 years ago, but, uh, or actually, we were getting rid of them. And there was this one compartment above the ovens that was at one point a sleeve for cups. Right. You had cups in there. Well this pilot was brand-new didn't know anything about anything and we kind of warned the captain about it that we were gonna pull a joke on that we were gonna need the first officer out to help us with something shortly but just play along. Yeah. So we filled that sleeve with ice. Oh my. And just all the way full of ice and we called up and said we, we got a problem back here. The, the ice maker is broken. We can't get it to stop shooting ice out. And we can't do our service with this ice just flying out like it is. And there's no ice maker, but there, there, he doesn't know no, that. This is like the oldest airplane we yeah. had. Right. Of course yeah. it didn't have an automatic ice maker. Right. So, so we call up and, and he's like, okay, okay, we'll send him back, we'll send him back. So I send him back. And one of us has our hand up over the opening to this you know, sleeve where cups normally yeah. would be. And we filled it with ice and as soon as he comes out we pull our hand out and it starts shooting ice and then we slam our hand back on top of the, the opening it's like dude we can't we, we can't get it to stop i don't know what to do and we, at this point we had ice all on the floor just yeah. to make it look good you know
3: and, it's elaborate. Uh,
2: and and he's he's like, Oh my god, I, I didn't know these things had an ice maker. And he's going through his manual. He can't find how to fix the ice maker. He's freaking out. And of course we have to take turns holding our hand over there because we're about to pee ourselves yeah. laughing and can't keep a straight face. So finally the captain called called back and said, Listen, the ice maker's just gonna have to do what it does. He needs to come back up here right now. So we left it at that. We land. And he still doesn't know, he was still looking for this ice maker, <laughs> how to fix this ice maker. And, and finally, we the gig was up and we, yeah. we told him what had happened, but he, he was so red in the face. It was so funny. And that was actually pretty smart. It, it, was, it was, we had a really good time with that. Uh, the other one, it was during one of the shuttle launches and wow. we had a, a, oh, I've got three of them now, I just reminded me of another. But um, this brand new flight attendant, and she was all giddy about getting to go up. This is back in the day when right. we could go up and just hang out in the yeah. cockpit yeah. during flight, and it was an all-nighter. Well, the captain called back and said, hey, anybody wanna come talk to the shuttle astronauts? Because they're <laughs> about to, to rotate over where we are. And she was, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> So one of the pilots had his um, oxygen mask on and had the microphone in there, and he "Oh, this is standard practice over there." So the other pilot picks up the microphone. and goes, uh, "You know, shuttle, shuttle, are are you available at this point? I see that you're you're crossing over our airspace at this time, and and you hear the static, <laughs> static. Then you hear the other pilot is saying into his mask, like." Yes, yeah, yes. Which airline is this I'm speaking to? And, and so he's back and forth, and, and the girl's just sitting there all excited. And he goes, I have a flight attendant here who would love to say hi to you guys. And so she's like, oh, hi. I never dreamed I'd be speaking to a shuttle astronaut. What's it like? So, of course, the, the first officer. Uh, she's so she's, excited. She's so excited, and she's talking to this. We never told her any different. To this day, she probably thinks that she was talking to the astronauts.
0: <laughs> me. I'm
1: flying. I'm quirky. People may say odd, but I love an experiment. So I was talking to this flight attendant in the galley and I said in passing that my knee was kind of bothering me and she got all animated and she was like, oh, oh, I got to show you this. You've got to put oil in your belly button. And she goes to get her phone and I was kind of like, what? Uh, What what does your belly button have to do with your knee so she gets her phone and she shows me this article and um You know, it could all be bunk. You know, a lot of stuff on the Internet is. But anyway, the article said that the first part created after conception is the navel and that all of our veins are connected to our belly button. So it's kind of like the focal point of the whole body. And by putting a few drops of essential oils in your belly button and massaging it before you go to bed, you can have all these positive health consequences. It was like um, almond oil for glowing skin, mustard oil for detoxification, castor oil for knee pain. And I was like, well, all righty, I'm going to get me some oils for my belly button. (laughs) So this guy flight attendant gets up from crew rest and then we start having a bunch of talk about oiling our belly buttons. And I was saying, well, you know, I've ignored my belly button for my whole life. And the girl who's now an expert on oiling her belly button was like, well, I have a very aromatic belly button. And the guy flight attendant, the straight guy, was like, I'd be afraid to know what my belly button smells like. So I had that same, I already knew, we had chatted a little bit earlier, that I, my next trip, that same guy was going to be on my trip. So I, I ordered my oils from Amazon. It's hard to say ordered my oils, ordered my oils from Amazon, and some of them showed up, and the, the mustard oil it was, was taking forever, and I was kind of like, where is my mustard oil? My belly button needs mustard oil. <laughs> And the reason it took so long is because it was coming from India. So anyway, I had some of the oils. And so I made him a mixture of almond and thyme because it said that thyme was too strong. And so you had to put it in like a carrier oil. And the thyme was good for like your heart and blood pressure. And the almond is supposed to be good for your hair and your face. So I put it in a little travel container. And now we're in briefing for my next trip. And so we have... Eight other flight attendants who haven't heard all of this hot galley belly button talk. <laughs> I say to the guy, flight attendant, I'm like, uh, hey, I've got a present for your belly button. And the whole room was like, huh? <laughs> As, you know, those those words don't normally go together. You know, I've got a present for your belly button. Uh, later on, uh, I was talking, because then I had to explain, you know, about this oiling your belly button. And um, I was saying, you know, when when I get that mustard oil, I probably, you know, it's probably best to oil your belly button with mustard oil when you're alone. Otherwise, it'd be kind of like O'Day sandwich.
0: Don't touch me long time ago, we had this brand new, cutest little Japanese, brand new interpreter that you ever did see. And me and my friend told her, well, we had this thing set up where he was sitting at door one right and I was at one left. And he would call me at one left and he would speak in a, in a Spanish accent saying, my name is Loopy and I'm the cargo loader and I'm into cargo hold and they closed the oh. door on me and I'm hungry. Stuck. And I told the interpreter that and she believed it. And we went on and on and on for two to three hours about how this guy was stuck, stuck. in the cargo Did you have him knocking and she believed every minute of it. And then he we had we told her to authorize him to open up passenger's luggage because he was cold, and go through the luggage and take out the jackets. She believed it all, so she was on the phone and she was telling him, it's okay to open up the luggage. You can go through there and put on a jacket. Then he's like, yeah, my name's Lupi and I have to go to the bathroom. What should I do now? And so we told her to go to another passenger's luggage, open it up. And this girl, she believed it all. Oh, my gosh. she believed it all. To pee in the luggage? Yeah, to pee
1: in the luggage (laughs) because you had to go in the bathroom. Don't touch me. Feels too I was flying with this cute junior flight attendant, and she was telling me that she was on a layover in South America. And uh, she's in her hotel room, and, you know, she hasn't been flying all that long. And uh, she hears someone trying to get into her room like using a key card to get in her room and so she was like a little scared and then she hears it again and she hears it again and finally she was like you know who is trying to get in my room so she gets up and she looks through the peephole and she sees the flight attendant that was on her flight down and they had worked on the beverage cart together so now she feels safe and so she opens the door and was like what and this other flight attendant is drunk and she says uh, what are you doing in my room and she's like well this, this, this is my room and the other flight attendant's like no it's my room what are you doing in my room and she's like oh no this is my room and then the other flight attendant goes i really have to go to the bathroom you have to let me in so she lets her in you know she had just worked with her and the girl like throws her stuff down and goes to the bathroom and comes out and then says like um you've got really nice legs. And so now she's feeling uncomfortable. And um, this she's like, you know, you, you need to go back to your room. And the spy tenant's like, No, this is my room. I need to go to bed. And she's like, No, you're not going to bed. You need to go to your room. And she's like, this is my room. And so, you know, she wasn't sure if like she had taken something and, and drinking or what was going on. But uh, she says, you know, you're confused. Let me see your key. And um the girl wasn't getting her a key. So finally, you know, she gets in her purse and she gets the key and she's like, see, you're in room 533. This is room 433. You are on the wrong floor. So to the girl's credit, she was in the right location for the room. She was just on the wrong floor. And so she goes, you need to go. I'll even go up with you. We need to take you to your room. And the spy attendant was like, um, I just need to take a nap first. And she's like, No. <laughs> I was on a layover, and sometimes I hear something on the news, and I think, I just have to share this. Old news. It was dad's idea, Mom. <laughs> it was all dad. <laughs>
4: he didn't want you to be without a valentine.
5: My goodness.
6: A bouquet of roses moved this show woman to tears. Her husband arranged for this special valentine's day surprise before he passed away in december
4: and now she is sharing the story of an undying love only with our joey carrera we thought we could have a big birthday party for him we thought we could have christmas you know thanksgiving we got none
5: of it last fall deb Tenney found out her husband ray had an aggressive and rare form of brain cancer
4: it was so so hard and i we kept praying for miracles and just nothing went right. We just didn't get any of the miracles that we wanted.
5: But even during his last days, Ray found a way to show Deb just how much he loved her. He made an arrangement with a family friend who's also a florist.
4: He had texted her before he passed, I want you to send her a bouquet of yellow
5: roses for Valentine's Day. The big, bright, beautiful bouquet arrived a day ahead of schedule. Among the roses, Ray left her a message.
4: When I walked over and opened the card, I couldn't even control myself. It was, it was him.
5: Deb says Ray would give her flowers every year with a silly poem attached. It always started out with roses are red, violets are blue. But this year, the rest of the message moved her to tears.
4: Yelling from heaven that I will always love you. <clears throat> with love from your eternal Valentine RT and I guess you could call this my
5: real life PS I love you miracle Joey Carrera Arizona's family. Friends,
1: the I was walking and there was this um woman with a dog and the dog started just like barking like going nuts at me like and I was like, I kind of looked behind me because I was thinking, you know, is there another dog or like what's going on? And she goes, oh, he hates umbrellas. And I thought, well, that's random. He hates umbrellas. Okay, so you, were, um, you had something funny on your flight? You know, we
0: had this Singapore-based flight attendant guy. And he was always whining about how sore his back was. And on the 747 at door 5, we had a big old closet back <laughs> there that had a It had a a coat rack in there, and he used to go in there, and he'd hang himself upside down like a bat, (laughs) stretching out his back. We'd be like, hey, where's so-and-so? Where's the bat? (laughs) Where's the bat? And he's like, oh, he's hanging back there at door
1: five. (laughs) This came from listener Steve Knight, and it is a definitive guide to airplane etiquette by John Lefebvre. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay, number one, don't fly an airline where your checked bags might cost more than your seat. Wear TSA-friendly shoes. If you show up to airport security in Converse high tops, you're an asshole. If you have checked baggage, when you land, stop at a bar and have a drink on your way to baggage claim. If you're afraid of flying, listen to Britney Spears on takeoff. No one is destined to die like that. Louis Vuitton in economy class, no matter how you look at it, your priorities are screwed up. Spare change should never be the reason for holding up the TSA line. Just don't keep change, period. And the last one, which I don't agree with, but uh, don't leave home without Ambien, Xanax, and Klonopin. Yeah, it was on my flight. I was the flight attendant working the uh, meal cart, and there's a choice of meals. Yeah. It was back when we had steak, and. And chicken and the pasta and so of course we run out of the steak first every single time so I get back to like toward the end I'd run out of the steak you know 20 rows ago I get back this guy's like I want the steak I said I'm so sorry so we ran out of the steak but I do have the chicken and I have the pasta they both look great he said
3: well I bought this ticket I'm on an airplane I'm going to Rome I'm gonna have steak so you, I know there's. I know you guys eat on here, so I want you to get the captain back here. Oh I'm going to
2: talk to the captain. I'm going to kick his ass, and we're going to see who <laughs> eats steak tonight. <laughs> He's going to kick his ass. I really don't think that's a good idea, sir. He's busy flying the airplane. <laughs> I
1: was flying with this rather senior lady, and she was just... We were just talking and she said, oh, she was on a flight from Frankfurt to Dallas and this old guy got on the plane and he was kind of shuffling and she happened to look down at his shoes and he had the front of his feet in the shoes, but the back of his feet were kind of had his shoes smashed down. You know, it's kind of like you see people do if like a shoe is bothering the back of their ankle or if they have a blister, you know, so they kind of have they're like walking on the back of their shoes, you know. It's not optimal and the guy goes um he saw her looking at his shoes and he said oh these are my go forth shoes and she was like what he goes my go forth shoes you know you can only go forth you can't go back in these shoes (laughs) and then that jogged her memory she said oh you know i was a camp counselor in the south and i was like i was a camp counselor and she said uh you know sometimes they would have these old sayings yeah she wasn't from the south and she said a camper asked her one time, uh, I can't find my steppins," And she was like, you're what? She goes, I can't find my steppins." She goes, I-, I don't know what a steppin is. And she goes, you know, your step like her panties, because you step in them. step I want to thank any of you who were so kind when you were going to buy something on Amazon. You took the few seconds to go to my website, bettyinthesky.com. You can even bookmark it to make it even faster. Click through any of the Amazon links. It doesn't cost you anymore. It supports the show. And actually, last month, uh, more people did it than normal. So that was a nice present. And I like to see what people buy. Somebody bought um, Betty's Burgled bakery that's not that easy to say betty's burgled bakery it's a kid's book and um uh somebody bought betty in the sky with a suitcase um my book uh deborah and i know she bought it because she wrote a review and she wrote the best book ever people who love aviation have to buy it that was so so nice so if you need something on amazon say you need some cologne you know some oh sandwich <laughs> or some go forth shoes or some steppins. Go to my website, bettingthesky.com. click through, and I thank you so very much. Okay, so you had something else? You had a lot of stuff on your flight.
0: So, we used to Can I get you
1: anything? No, just this. Okay.
0: We used to carry this sumo wrestler back and forth from Hawaii to Japan. And he was huge, and he was so big that he could not fit into the bathroom. Right. And the flight's like nine hours right. sometimes. And so, in those days, the seats in first class, you could remove the armrest oh. so that he could sit in both seats. Oh my gosh, he's that big. He's that big. But the problem was is, is what to do if he has to go to the bathroom. So what his handlers would do is they brought like a temporary um, uh, curtain. That's what like, I was wondering,
1: like a blanket. Or. A temporary
0: curtain, like you would set up in a hospital like a tent or, in, almost. or in like TSA security right. if they want to take you behind there. And they would set that curtain up and they carried a porta potty. And he would go up into the very, very front of the airplane, they'd set up the curtain and do his business. <laughs> and believe me, that is not one pretty biz piece of business. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: I do believe that people are getting overly sensitive these days. Uh, I was working a flight to Europe and, uh, you know, it's all night flight. It's dark. And most of the time people sleep. And, uh, there was a guy, he had been perfectly pleasant. I'd been serving him. I didn't notice any, I, no issues. And, uh, my coworker had gone through with, we have a basket of snacks, like in between services, you know, chips and cookies and chocolate. And, uh, You go through, and you offer it to the people that are awake. So we go back up. We're in the galley, she and I. And this guy comes up, first-class passenger, and says, You walked right by me with that snack basket, and my eyes were open. Are you prejudiced against ethnic people? And the two of us just went, Like, our, our, our mouths just dropped open for a number of reasons. First of all, we'd never skip anyone. Why would we do that? we bend over backwards for them, and they pay a lot of money to sit up there. And... Secondly, and this is the strange part, neither of us thought he was any ethnicity. He looked like a white guy. Like um, we were both thinking, huh? Like at first, we both thought maybe he was joking because, first of all, we would never skip somebody, and second of all, he didn't look like he didn't look ethnic. I mean, which wouldn't have made any difference anyway. Uh it was just like kind of like a. Huh? So we were talking about some of the things we do to each other, you know, for entertainment purposes.
3: And it is a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, We have several people who are very much jokesters. And uh, I came up from my break and was up in the first class galley and everything was neatly closed. And I thought I'd have a cup of tea. And so we were chatting and uh, I opened up the cabinet. There's uh, a good sized cabinet, but modestly so that we have our galley in. And uh, I like, opened like a kitchen cabinet yeah, like a kitchen cabinet, but more like a box right you know and, and it's pretty high up right. Anyway, I opened up the cabinet and I shrieked I literally shrieked and screamed. I was so taken aback one of my friends, tall, very lithe, flexible, had gotten into the like the cabinet folded herself. folded herself into this cabinet <laughs> and then screamed at me when I opened it up) <laughs> Well, talented. I, yeah, I, who knew she was so flexible, but she did say that at one point in her lifetime, she had been a magician's assistant <laughs> and could get into something quite small. Tight space. Yes, so that's it.
1: I was flying with this flight attendant, and she was telling me, oh, a friend of mine had this really uh, unique idea for her kid's middle name. And um, I don't know the first and last name, but let's just say it was uh, Robert Danger Fitzgerald. And she said this way, because his middle name is Robert Danger Fitzgerald, he can say later, Danger is my middle name. <laughs>
0: refugees and there there were monks, I believe. No monks. Monks from, um, what is that, Cambodia, yeah. Laos, up I north of Laos that, yeah. and all yeah. that area. And um, we brought these cutest little old ladies on board and they all had like walking sticks and they were bamboo sticks. And they would use these sticks to walk. Anyhow, they get, they get on board the airplane and of course we have to stow their cane yeah. for them. Well, these little old ladies, give up their canes and this this okay this isn't really the most hilarious story in the world but we found out that the real reason they carry these canes is because when the women have to go to the bathroom they can't squat down because oh. if they do they can't get back up oh. so they use, use their the st- canes as a trough <laughs> and if you take it away they can't go, go to the, to ba- the bathroom <laughs> And so you've never seen a little old lady hold on to a cane it's so like, hard in your life. You
1: like, can't have my cane. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: This next little clip, uh, I was sitting in, um, waiting for my flight in Madrid. The plane wasn't ready. And this guy, flight attendant, who I like so much, hadn't seen in a long time, uh, was showing me this key and peel video on turbulence. I thought it was very funny. It's probably funnier to flight attendants than non-flight attendants.
6: And the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign. Got a little turbulence coming up. Should be no problem. Just remain in your seat until the sign is turned off. Thank you for your cooperation. Okay. Excuse me, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Hi, excuse me. Yeah? Yeah, I need you to take your seat. The fasten seatbelt sign is on. Yeah, I'm just going to go to the bathroom for a second. I'll be right back, okay? I understand what you want to do. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna need you to observe the and seatbelt sign. That'd be much appreciated. Right. it's just, I, I read on the internet that it's not against the law for me to go to the bathroom while the and seatbelt sign is on, so. Seatbelt sign is on. But is it against the law, though? The light is on. Is it against the law? You see that there's a picture of a seatbelt on that sign. No, but is it against the law? The seat belt is on. But is it against her? The seatbelt sign, sign, sign. But is it against the seatbelt sign? But is it against the seatbelt sign? But is it against the wall? The seatbelt sign is on. The seatbelt sign is on. The seatbelt sign is on. So you're law. being difficult. You're being law. very difficult. Law, Seap law, law. Seap law. law. Seap Not, illegal. Illegal. Not illegal. illegal. Not illegal. Not okay. illegal. Okay. Legal. Fasten your seat. Beagle. Sir? I have to piss and I have to shit okay, sir, can you lower in the your toilet. Voice? Can you lower your voice? I have to piss and I have to shit. Okay, lower your intensity. You're louder than me. You're yelling you in like, my face. Sir, you're the one who I think needs to tone it down right now. You are screaming at me You're Hurting. Okay, sir, sir, sir. If you would like I would to not s- like to. I would not like to sit down. What I'd like to do is go take a shit in the bathroom. Because... It's not against the law. So I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Okay? Mark. With the case.
1: we go down to crew rest and, you know, we sleep. And so something happened unusual when you got up from crew rest? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're waking
5: up and your eyes are still closed. It's dark. And, it's dark. And uh, so I got up first and I put on my clothes again and, you know, Come got up and I put on my shoes to go upstairs. And I noticed they felt a little weird, but you know, I mean, I'm still asleep, so whatever. And then this girl comes up, madder than hell, and, am I allowed to say hell? And she says, somebody took my
1: shoes. (laughs) And I'm looking down at my shoes, I'm like,
4: "Uh uh-oh. I gotta say something. I mean, it's not like I can walk back down there and deposit them, hide them or something. So I'm like, oh, I think um,
1: yours and my shoes look just the same. I think these are yours. Shared shoes. Shared shoes. cruise shoes. Thanks for the ride. We're doing the meal service and um, everybody's eating and I'm doing the beverages. And I look over to the other aisle and there's a girl. She's balancing her tray on her knees and she's trying to hold her drink while trying to eat. And she's having, you know, a, a bad time. So the guy flight attendant on the other aisle said, um, is your tray table broken? And she said... Huh? And he goes, your tray table, is it broken? Is that why you're not using it? And she said, oh. And he goes, you'll be more comfortable if you put your tray table down. And she was like, oh, okay. And we were both looking at each other like, you didn't notice the whole airplane using their tray tables? Like the person sitting next to you using a table and that you might
2: use a table. Sometimes people are just out of it. And then there was another one, um, there was a new flight attendant, and the first officer, on, or the second officer on a um, 727, uh, he was looking through the peephole to look to the back, we had all set it up ahead of time, but he, the captain called back and said, there is a problem with our stabilizer and trim on this flight. So we need to make sure that everybody pretty much stays like in their seat or in, in general, you know, because any movement to either side could cause us to like bank oh, yeah. from one side to the other. And so second officer looking out the peephole and we told, called the new flight attendant back and told her, it's so like, you know, we gotta be really careful because any major movements, I mean, it could cause the aircraft to really bank from one side to the other. So she started walking up the aisle and she would reach to get something from a passenger on the left side of the aircraft, and the captain or the second officer would tell the captain bank left. <laughs> so so he would start to bank left, and she'd jump and get center herself in the middle of the aircraft again, and she'd start walking up. You could just look at her face; and like, geez, I just barely reached over there. What on earth? If if. It's, we're going like, to flip over in the air, what's going on? So she'd get like a little, she could actually yeah, make the... Yeah, so she'd get a little further up, and she'd go to reach something on the other side. Bank right! So they go, to her and she, she was totally freaking out. So we'd have fun with her for about 20 minutes, and then finally they're like, Okay, we got to get back to work. <laughs> that was fantastic.
0: Back in the old days, we had... On the 747 and coach, it held 416 Thank people. God. And in those days, the Japanese people used to take off all their shoes, and they used to lay newspaper down on the ground Hello. so they could put their feet on the clean newspaper. Well, my friend would go around and he would move all the shoes around (laughs) and he would put other people's shoes at row 50 and row 50 shoes up at row 10 and when
1: they
0: they were sleeping and while the when the plane landed we used to sit in the back (laughs) galley and laugh our butt off watching people running around the airplane trying to figure out how their shoes got all over the place and the harder Japanese people think, the more they scratch their head. <laughs> and they were all walking through the aisle scratching their heads, trying to find their shoes.
1: So an update on my oil naveling. Uh, so far, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I haven't noticed any health benefits, uh, nothing, Bubkiss. just a... Uh, smelly belly button you know little ode des sandwich for some reason uh whatever i'm looking at it um, I had just like some talking points and uh wrote uh, just a smelly belly button and for some reason in my head it was coming out just a smelly belly button all i've got is a smelly belly button Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. Thanks. Bye.